Hello everybody, it's Friday night and it is weekender time and we're back to once again ease you gently into your weekend with a whole show full of the latest and greatest across the hobby and tabletop gaming industry that's caught our eye over the last few days. On top of all of that, we have a prize from store.ontabletop.com of a Strike Force Agastus. If you want to be able the chance to win this big beautiful box of Spacamarines, then you need to be a subscriber to the channel, pop a comment below. And if you can do the socially thing, then that's terrific. Otherwise, sit back and relax because your weekend starts here. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Weekender. I'm joined by Justin Benninch. Hey. <laughs> Hello. We're going to take you on a hobby meander through yes. the news that's caught our eyes this week. Mm. There's a lot of interesting news that's caught our eyes this oh, week. Oh, yes. Yeah. It's all over the place. It's very nice. Oh, it's, it's very much a shotgun approach. Yes. Yeah. Buckshot to the hobby head. Compared to the sniper rifle of Games Workshop news that was last week, this I, is the um, the blunderbuss filled with nails. <laughs> I don't think you could call that a sniper rifle. Oh, Maybe okay. a 105 mil mortar. Yeah, I think it was. Yeah, that's <laughs> a dust yeah, it was an artillery of, bombardment a, a of dust news, bin of yeah. artillery news on your head. Yeah. Anyway, uh, before we get into all of that, which there is much, a little bit of news that I want to update people on. Because we're not far away from the end of the Sprinkling Challenge, where you two can win cash money, slash not cash money, just a voucher, for the OTT store. Um, <laughs> if you get involved in the Sprinkling mm. Challenge, there is approximately X number of weeks left. I'm going to say seven. It's still like near the seven. end of June. It's so the 20th yeah. of June is the end. Yeah. Uh, we're now 12th of May. You can mm. do the maths. Uh, I'm not going to. However, what I did notice when I was crawling through your projects the other day, having a nosy and a poke, as is my want in life, is that um, some updated projects had been updated as Sprinkling Challenge, but not Sprinkling Challenge 2023, which is the year, yes. Uh, yes. which means if I go into the contest bit and then go down here, oops, a daisy, you can see there's like 66 Sprinkling Challenge and 306 uh, for the old one. So if you are wanting to take part, if you want us to look at your project to see whether or not you win that cash money brackets, not cash money, just a voucher, then you need to make sure that you edit your project and change the drop down to Sprinkling Challenge 2023, yes. or you won't get looked at. I don't care mm. if you've updated this yesterday, it needs to be in this one. <laughs> That's very important. I really yeah. like the private ones, by the way, that people think that I'm not looking at them. I look at them though. first. Yeah. I yeah. look at them first. Anyway, there's a lot of interesting stuff. That one's really good. You should all go and have a look at that one. He's turned his battle reports into a comic strip. I'm not going to look at that, that actually. I'll oh, not distract you. Well, I'll focus. See, laser focus, Justin. Laser focus, mate. <laughs> Don't worry. Even though it looked like I just opened that and I was about to start browsing through it, which is no point because I did that earlier on in the day. Anyway, Sprinkling Challenge 2023, if you want to be in with a chance to win. Mm-hmm. 
Cash money, not cash money. Still got plenty of time to take part in it as well. Oh, so much time. time. So much time, he said, looking at the out, Dig out some old plastic, some old metal, some old resin that you haven't been working on. Get a new coat of paint on it. Build a new army from stuff you've got lying around. Mm. It's all good stuff. Yeah. and I mean, you don't even, you don't need to finish your challenge. I mean, it would be great. But if your project is to dust off an old army and you get, you know, 90% 90% of the way through it or 80% of the way uh, and we just really like what you've done mm. that's still the possibility of winning it doesn't need to be 100% spectacularly done all bells all whistles uh, and for some of the things like um, tutorial and junior members and things like that yeah, yeah. you know yeah. obviously if you get halfway through a tutorial and stop you're less likely to win than somebody who actually completes a tutorial but for the other things like uh, skill and stuff like that we we take it as a whole not as mm-hmm. a complete thing. So just letting you know. And now it's time to kick things off with the most important part of the show. It is the Indie of the Week. Mm, yeah. And this week's Indie, almost not an Indie. <laughs> he, he is a, so, he's a monumental thing. It's a genre-defining Indie of the Week. Yes. It's it's like a, I can't Dungeons. believe it's not Indie. It's like yeah, calling yeah. Dungeons and Dragons an Indie. <laughs> that's it's like no. calling it's like calling a Hoover a vacuum cleaner. That's oh, what it I is. So. Yeah, you know, yeah. Um, because it is GHQ. Mm. Um, Mr. Scott has been working away since the sixties on a range of one two hundred and eighty fifth scale models, which he so, coined the term micro armor, mm-hmm. and now everybody uses that term for six mil <laughs> it's just okay, I, I was about to ask you to convert to like younger generation gamer to, to convert to not a, not a scale but a measurement yes well in that case six mil well well six, what's six the tractor mil. for that's uh, like a so i don't know he, was you're saying this from the 60s was he predicting the future <laughs> well no because they're still making stuff to this day yeah. T- time is not a fixed construct yeah, so. he only made stuff in the sixties and just stopped. And then they just stopped. <laughs> no, 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 no. I mean, prediction as an tractor wars being a real thing in the real world, oh, well, yeah, and truly yeah. being a historical thing. Yeah. Well, I, I want. To, I just want to say, I want to see someone convert that into a dragster. That would be kind of cool. But uh, yeah. you're, not, you're not right, mate. <laughs> that's that's probably a, a John Deere right there. Diane, you you want to do a hot rod John Deere tractor? Yes, I do. Yeah, you are very strange. He does do. Model railroad stuff. In we can't say that too loud. Scale oh, shush, shush, shush. Yeah. So, uh, my guess would be the tractor, farm machinery, and the like are for layouts. Yes, probably. Okay. Yeah. Mm. However, uh, there's a whole host of things um, mm-hmm. that's been going on with them for a long, long time. If I go to the collections, you can see what we're looking at. So, uh, there are some 10 mil. Um, both Napoleonic and ACW for Very cool. yeah. Uh And then after that, we get into proper things from one 2400th um, up <laughs> to uh, the six mil. So you can see there a whole host yeah. of stuff, World War II um, and beyond through to modern age. If you want a tank, they probably have it. Mm. So, and if yeah. you want a tractor, sure. Yes, and you were right. It was the actual model rail or anything. Yeah, yeah. Like yeah, so, yeah. It makes sense, really. It does when you not get look to... like that should be a real tractor. 
Right. Why not? It's, it's clearly a tractor. It's a little bit Mad Max. <laughs> okay, sure. We do realise that tractors do things on farms like harvest crops and stuff. Well, I have watched Clarkson Farm, so yeah, even there though go. yep. he got a Lambo. Well, that's true. Yeah. Same sort of thing, but you know. So is this is this small enough scale for your ace for your uh, uh, MCW ACW stuff, uh, Shay, or is this still too big? Too big. We're going too six big. mil, Jerry. Yep. Yeah. That, that, like I say, this poser scale, isn't it? Yeah. Okay. So we're, so, so we have to look at this and appreciate it from afar. <laughs> Weirdly, if you'd done these in his micro armor scale that everything else on the site is, it's spot on. That was right. yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would have been straight on here. Well, I mean, you say he's making new stuff. You could put in a request. Oh yeah, you never know. Yeah, uh, I, I think at this stage, asking him to redo the entire range again, but smaller. <laughs> I, I think I know what the answer to that request would be. Do it again, but as lo- as I like it. Yeah. <laughs> no, here's the thing: if if he has like you know a young nephew or niece that's into the three D printing with a three D scanner, they could oh, just scan all his Christ. stuff. Oh, yeah. oh, why would you even say that? Because I know I'm, it annoys your happiness. I'm, and I mean, like I mean, that. I'm fairly certain that any any nephew or niece who came up and started saying things like that would just get a punch in the jaw. They certainly would for me. <laughs> Remember, it's not child abuse if the question is stupid. <laughs> but it's the uh, it's just true. It's 100 true. Uh, so the 10 mil stuff is, as you can imagine, um, diverse, covering everything from. Big artillery pieces mounted on uh, fortifications, mm-hmm. uh, all the way through to your gun limbers and the uh, and the standard infantry that you would expect. There's the Union Iron Brigade with their very clever hats, mm-hmm. which are all fans of that hat in particular. <laughs> so very much like the um, slouch hat with the one corner folded up. Hats so in the-, the American Civil War were just perfect. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> Every unit gets their own special hat. That's how you know. Yeah. Well, actually, that's not true. Most of them got some sort of the same hat. <laughs> Kepi. Here's your yeah. Kepi now, Gary. Don't yeah. get shot. Well, here's a question then. So, obviously, if this has been running since the 60s, the range is going to be quite expansive. Yes. What are the newest of the new things that he's doing? Is he just exp- expanding existing ranges or is he moving into new ranges all the time? He, yes. From, from what I've uh, both, yeah. From what I looked okay. at, um, I, like over okay, the last couple of weeks, there's been a whole bunch of sort of like additional things dropped in for pretty much everything that you could think of when it comes to the six mil through to the ships and the planes and everything in between. Like they they would um, there was they basically released. I think it was last week or this week, just a whole host of six mil tanks going from kind of like World War Two all the way up to the very 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 modern day. Mm. Which was kind of insane. So, yeah. I mean, if if you think it's almost seventy years worth of sculpting that you're working mm. through here, yeah, yeah. So it it's not it's a place that you could easily get yourself lost in if you mm. were looking to uh, sort of delve into a collection. I think, mm. which is always nice to have. A, it's a, a nice problem to have, as it were. So yeah, but, uh, you two can have some NASA learning infantry. I like the I like that they're individually based as well. That's kind of nice, yeah. rather than stripped. So yeah, it's kind of cool. Strip basing is a relatively modern invention I, I in the grand scheme yeah. of things. Yeah. Um, not not so massively modern that you won't find stuff that is old enough, but it was yeah. for production and, and casting. Um, mm. It was easier to do individuals. Right. Especially because yeah. of part of, I don't know how old these are. I think these look 
slightly more modern sculpts. The initial, like when when you look at things like Hinchcliffe and minifigs in the UK, mm. they were an additive sculpt. You would start with a, a, a little stick figure, and then you would like use solder to build up features and bits oh, wow. on them. Um, and oh, then no. obviously different um over time that's changed as as new materials sort of became available so yeah, yeah, yeah. so individual cool. figures were just easier to to produce to manufacture. It's, it's something i'm wondering about back then what would have been the actual method of casting because would it have ju- just been like a metal pour cast or yeah. would they have had the spin casters back then no it would have been pores i guess pores, it? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so so again, that would really inform just well, what you're able like, to like those like those home kits. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah, but on a well, industry, industry okay. scale. Yeah, yeah. Well, one of the so one of the things obviously, and a lot of people dive into is the six mil kind of like big tank ranges and stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, and uh, can can we can we each pick a, a little section of six mil good dust to have a look at? Would that be cool? Well, I'm not going to pick six mil. Because the the thing that's most interesting to me on here is not six mil. Oh, okay. okay. Well, so, I'm going so to say well, I'm yeah, gonna say one World of the ships. War II. I'm going to say World War Two United Kingdom. I want to look at that. Okie dokie. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's right there. It's right there. I can see it right there. Right, you can see it right little... there. I can't. Down, down, down. <laughs> see Canada. I can see bottom Japan, right. Bottom Poland. right, Jerry. There oh, go. right down there. There you go. <laughs> It's like directing Lloyd around a web store. <laughs> you I see, you, you Jerry sees the first here. part of that United, and then it's just like, oh, it must be USA. No, oh, yeah, it's there. I, as well. I, I didn't oh, even yeah. see it. I was just working my way down. Yeah. Um, so, cool. Uh, interesting stuff that they've been doing with GHQ for a long, long time mm. uh, is that a lot of the miniatures um, get snaffled up by military. Right. Uh, okay. Not just for gameplay, but also for um, identification of modern sort of armor oh, and stuff like that. Which is one of the reasons okay. why they're they're some of the best detailed stuff, um, and it shows because people then can use it and go, well, you can tell what the silhouette is. Yeah, you can work yeah, out which yeah. which figures are supposed to be what on the tabletop, mm-hmm. and also then you can use. Is it that a four scale picture below it? Mm-hmm. A. Uh, Quarter, quarter, quarter dollar. dollar. But for the UK folks, that would be about the size of a 10p. Yeah. The thing that it's like when you actually get in real close on these, and you can even see it on some of the infantry as well, actually, mm-hmm. it's just how much all the little tiny bits have been picked out for them. Mm-hmm. Like you can see the backpacks and the helmets and all that kind of stuff as well. And yeah. on the tanks, you've got all the additional stowage strapped into certain parts of the vehicles and all that kind of stuff as well. So it's a really yeah. awesome little. Yeah, collection of stuff really it's kind of nice to discover that there was someone as crazy as Dave from Hawk War Games way back when <laughs> oh, you, you know what I mean because he was doing a drop zone commander and it was like oh yeah we, we sculpt the bootlaces on them it's just like eh, that's mad but someone did that before without computer design oh god yeah it's kind of cool by it's, hand the proper the, way yeah it's the best way to do it yeah and we'll have a look at things like the uh LVTs. Any in particular you want to see here? The Hellcat looks kind of cool. Uh, it's pretty badass. Uh, it basically, I, 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 have this, I have this thing in my head where I really want to make a British World War Two army. I also want to make a British World War One, but World War Two army, and I don't necessarily want to make it in in twenty eight mil. And I always keep looking at smaller scales and smaller and smaller scales. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, so I've looked at like fifteen mil and stuff like that. But I just love the idea of playing around with with stuff like this and using these these in games and things. 
because also it would be really easy to get things painted. <laughs> that's the other thing that's going around in my head. I'm like, I'd, rather than having to paint a 28 mil tank or like a series of 28 mil tanks, I could just paint loads and loads of six mil stuff and play a huge battle on like my dining room table, which is always what I wanted to do. So, I mean, looking at the detail on these, it's it's hard to tell that they are six mil from a the size of yeah, the pictures, yeah. but just yeah. the level of detail that's in there and it's so sharp and crisp, mm. really, really how, impressive. How close are those planes to what you get from like blood red skies and stuff? Is oh, way smaller. Or is it smaller? Is it? It, it is smaller. I don't know if they're way smaller, though. I'm trying, um, I can't remember what size Blood Red Skies is. Yeah, I'm going to have to look it up now. Because a lot, a lot of people have talked about the materials for Blood Red Skies, and I was wondering if this would be better for more detail or something. It's 1 200th. Oh, so, well, yeah. So, yeah. They are smaller, but. A bit smaller, yeah. Probably about a third of the size. Yeah. Or so, well, Gosh, two thirds of the size, rather. That's nearly Um <laughs> <laughs> I'll skip on a few pages. You can see some of the extra things they've got in here. Oh, so I see the painted stuff as well. I really like that. It's always nice to see a kangaroo. <laughs> They'll box you. <laughs> no, it's just one of the really weird ideas that they had. They just took a Sherman, took the turret off, went, that'll do for delivering troops. Wow. I had no idea that that I thought I thought that was just them sort of saying, "Oh, this is like a kangaroo base or something." But no, uh, no, no, it, they it was used people. as an you know <laughs> an infantry vehicle. Crikey! Well, I suppose in some it's ways it's quite heavily armored, isn't it? You just got to make sure you don't pop your head out at the top. I suppose so. Yeah, not before time anyway. <laughs> yeah, so yeah. typhoon. As you can see, tons of stuff, including uh, Commonwealth troops. As well, so sinks. brilliant. Did I see a Scammel Explorer above? You, you may well have done, but you're going to get to pick something oh. in a minute. And otherwise, <laughs> if we go through six pages of uh, of stuff, yeah. we'll be here for. I'll I'll ever. leave my pick there then because the, these are, these these have whetted my appetite enough. It's very cool, very nice. Uh, go on then. See some seeks. And you can make buildings out of matchboxes. <laughs> I think he actually does a terrain range. Yep. Yeah, yeah, there are terrain. Yeah. Go on then. Anyway. Nice, very cool. Where do you want to go, Shay? You've got World War Two. You've got Wehrmacht forty-seven, which I don't know how extensive that is, and then you've got the modern stuff. Maybe some uh, World War Two finish, actually. Ooh, World War II finish. Oh, oh, I'm oh. going to put your skis on, Oh, <laughs> a lot of their stuff was a mixture of Soviet and German, depending. Yeah. That's so, why he's picked it. <laughs> that's exactly why. It's the best of both worlds. Uh, yeah. But do, do do they have a ski patrol? I think I saw some ski ski guys above, but uh, yeah. That is what I'm after, some actual Finnish stuff, not just stuff they've raided from the other countries, which is probably most of it. Yeah. Well, In I fact, just, it's all of it so far. If I just go on here. Well, that's what happens. There so, you go. In, our... Infantryman for the winter. <laughs> yeah. Maybe they have skis. They do have skills. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's my choice, Don. Thank you very much. <laughs> Shay, Shay, we could do a specific scenario with Imo himself. Yeah. Oh. Very nice. They're very cute. Beautiful. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Always one little Finnish army skiing about on a map. <laughs> down the nice. side of a mountain. The I mean, at, at six mil, the, the track would be two scale yeah. <laughs> on an eight foot by four foot table. Yeah. Get your ski patrol from the one end to the other while high on math. It's always oh, easy. It's always funny seeing uh people like bring like a, a ski army 
of like Finnish or whatever in bolt action or something to the tabletop, and then they realize you're coming up, your guy, up against your guys from like North Africa and you're playing on a green mat, and you're like, oh. <laughs> <laughs> these Finnish ski troops in the middle of Germany fighting these North Africans. Ah, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah, it's yeah, perfect. Yeah. We ski through the mud. <laughs> or if there's a desert table, dunes. Yeah, the dunes skiing, yeah. That's really oh, cool, though. That's cool. I like that. It's really nice that they've kind of done these nice ranges that will cater to pretty much all the different forces that were fighting during the period, mm. though. Because that's one of the things that sometimes people can fall down on, isn't it? That you get like get all the big big hitters, but you don't necessarily get the. Uh, it's one of those things yeah. with the range having gone on for so long, yeah, that they're yeah. able to to fill out the smaller nations who fought as allies. Yeah, very cool. So you can run over mines yes. with your massive wheelie dump truck. It's not quite <laughs> as cool as the Sherman. There's a minefield. How do we deal with it? Don't worry. I'm just going to weld two barrels onto an axle and off we go. That's what Princess Diana needed. She needed everything. <laughs> yeah, so. That would have removed all the mines. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right. The people's uh, princess. Okay. So what do you want to look at then, Justin? Uh, let's go, just because I know it'll probably be extensive, let's go with the Great War British Navy. Ooh. Okay, so not modern Great War. Dreadnoughts, then. Mm. United Kingdom. Mm. It's, it's something I've been curious about, because I always see some of the older folks in the gaming community, you know, playing naval battles mm. at this sort of scale. And I've always wondered, you know, where do I go to get that? How do I get it all consistent? If this has been going for about 70 years, I'm sure I can get basically the entire British Navy oh, yeah, from the early 1900s. Ship. It looks like <laughs> he's got every ship. Yeah, yeah. that's yeah. that's, that's one of the things I always wondered about. And again, uh, so I deliberately chose the British Navy because I knew it was, you know, Hail Britannia, Britannia rules the world. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, the Germans I, were huge over though. Oh, they, were they? They, they had Otranto as well. That's cool. Let me see. Nice. That's up. Yeah, and with way. the yeah, with the detail we've seen on the other stuff, I'm curious to see just how these hold up. It's very That's nice. You've got good pretty, decking pr- detail. Pretty damn so good. Yeah, Duke of Edinburgh. Oh, wow, there's even a little tiny. That, this is how you build wow. your Duke of Edinburgh. <laughs> that's that's old school. I expect that looks like it was printed in a newspaper. <laughs> yeah, it, it wasn't. Yeah. No, but we'll, you know, we'll, with the font and stuff. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll get to where this comes from in a little while. <laughs> right. Oh. Because I'm not going to look nice. at miniatures for mine. Because mm. I'll teach you not so clever then. <laughs> uh-huh. <laughs> Very cool. No, that, it's it's a type of gaming I've been curious about through the years, and mm. knowing that this exists, and that I can basically get any ship from that period, mm-hmm. and just play out those historical battles, would be really cool. The passenger liner, I tried to. Wonder if they've got a. Uh... Titanic sister ships on this Britannic and Olympic. Yeah, those are the like ones. That would I have been World them. War Two. Would it have been? No, no, World War One. Oh, oh was it? Oh, uh, apologies. Brit- Britannic was um, converted into a hospital Medical ship. Yeah, uh, got, got sank. I, I didn't see it on scurrying past there. No, but then these aren't um, medical ships. I mean, that yeah. was a passenger liner converted, but the other one was specifically just a floating hospital. Yeah. yeah. Very cool. Oh, well, I'm Very happy nice. with that. Yeah. Wonder. I wonder if we go Great War Germany. 
because you heard, didn't they have just ridiculous things? There's the blooker. Yeah. I guess a lot of people like these because they're because they're you know water lined without the without bases and all that kind of things as well. So it kind of fits in nicely with a lot of what other what what a lot of folks do, which is quite nice. So. Yeah, but it's, it's also that each ship that you're picking has a history that you can just dive into deeply. Yeah, which is quite cool. Yeah. Go full cruel sea. Yeah. Yes. Oh, there's a Konigsberg. Mm. Very cool. Interesting yeah. stuff. What I'm are you going to pick? I'm in a happy place. What are you going to pick, Jerry? Well, I, I'm actually going to go away from the miniatures and <gasps> talk about some of the other things that are kicking around on GHQ and the website. Um, so. There is a forum, which is very good, um, mm-hmm. especially if you want to see people painting their bits and pieces up. There's a, a thread that's been going for donkey's ages. It's like 400 odd pages long. Wow. Uh, however, in the resource section, um, there's a whole host of stuff. Um, so you've got the modeling guides, mm-hmm. uh, which are cracking. In fact, we'll go there first. So you were talking about painting. Ben. Mm-hmm. Uh, so they have a variety of these step by step with a whole host of things, whether it's painting the actual models themselves. Huh. So apply oh, dry that. brush, color schemes to use. The tarp on the FAMO was painted on a separate little nail mm-hmm. and then glued on afterwards. Oh, you know. That's so cool. The monochrome. Awesome. I love that. Doing so, six mil camo. So really nice, simple explanations of how to paint yeah, um, yeah, the yeah. micrometer, especially if it's not a scale you've played with before. Mm-hmm. Um, if you're looking at it and go, well, I paint 28 mil, let's try that. And then you go, I've spent too long on these one figure and I'm um, ripping my hair out. Um, <laughs> so, you know, it's nice that they've got these included yeah, um, definitely. as little guides for you to, to sort of sink your teeth into. Mm-hmm. And then they also do the terrain bits as pieces as well. Um, because they do, well, we were talking about dunes earlier. We'll have a look there. Uh, they do a range of hex terrain uh, and additional terrain as well. They do a whole variety of uh, buildings um, to suit any pocket. Love it. Bonus. Because that's one of the things I think for a lot, a lot of the time you'll see a range and you'll see how nice it looks. But then coming to the painting of it, you're like, oh, how actually do I approach doing this? And then if you've got someone with as much experience as they have and their community has, diving into these different kits and stuff this seems like a really nice little resource for you to come to and basically just indulge yourself really so yeah. i will very briefly just throw on the terrain there before mm. i skip on to the next bit very good yeah because there's also six mil terrain nice and easy to paint as well yeah. <laughs> a couple of big block colors and away you go so yeah. but again it's been running so that, long it's where's where's my russian there we well, go Orthodox Church. Do an Orthodox Church. <laughs> That's cool. Again, very nice. Absolutely corking. Um, they also do paper buildings. Oh, so nice. if you want to keep oh. want to keep the uh, budget down, then you two can just dive in and and pick up the paper building and just print it. You two cool. can be Peter Dennis. <laughs> yep. Which is a a cracking way of doing it because. You can really fill a table very quickly, and the whole oh, point yeah, of yeah. the whole point of micro armor is the exactitude of the uh, of the game that you're playing. Um, I know we okay. sometimes briefly skirt around the idea between um, games and simulations. Mm-hmm. Uh, this this started as a 
very much a, a simulation. You know, how can you yeah. put World War Two on the tabletop and how can you replay it? Right. Um, and so having a eight foot or six foot wide table filled with a couple of regiments or battalion or whatever it happens to be, and then three houses and go, those three houses are X town you go well it's not really though is it so mm. yes you can pick up the metal models for specific things mm. uh, churches or whatever but then you can also at the same time just go well i've just got to print out a deuce of these mm. uh, you know filling the a fact, table the fact that it's pre-colored in that sense as well yeah. is great so you're not having to sit there and you know all you need to do is break out the like print that. stick yeah. if yeah. you've got a pair of scissors and print stick you are good to go yeah. Uh, everyone's oh, developed they, their print stick skills at, at, at school so <laughs> well, what is it. the the hill meter of it can't be paper can it uh it, it could be but in this case it's not i think it's um polystyrene uh, okay so but there is a little guide could, on the second page for how yeah. to shape the hill i think so yeah yeah sandpaper sandpaper yeah. is your friend yeah. um but yeah so the, the paper buildings paper craft bit is great there's a load of stuff there uh there's also and amongst these, a chunk of stripped down versions of the rule set. Okay. Yeah. Um, so if I go in here, the beer and pretzels version. There yeah. yeah. It's still a relatively comprehensive game mm -hmm. um, because it's not just about casualties and wounds, it's about command and control. Right. Um, which is a sort of a running thing throughout all of these. So this is a eight page version. Uh, I think this one is specifically for armor. Um, so they've stripped out the infantry rules. Yeah. I think it says um, tank game. Yeah. yeah tank game. Yeah. So they, they have a, a more simple version of it. Uh, but it is, it is about that idea of, of command and control and strategies that you apply. Uh, so things like initiative and whether or not a order is carried out effectively, it yeah. uses ground scaling and time scale as well. So a turn is three oh. minutes in real world type of yeah. thing. So you have wow. these things um, built in uh, and a, um, I'm, I'm guessing it's not as to... like exacting as Rattenkrieg or anything like that. But... I don't know, but the author of Rattenkrieg <laughs> reached out and went, I, I live on a boat now, somewhere in the Med, and if you want a copy, I will post you on. They did, so I'm, yeah, yeah. I'm looking forward to that arriving. <laughs> There's going to so be a happy. big old book arriving. Oh, so <laughs> keep an eye out for it. Anyway, um, so yeah, so so they have this, and they have various versions of, nice. of this. So you've got the micro squad, micro armor. Oh, they have the micro noughts one as well for Justin to have a look at. Yep, for World War II. Um, the ACW 10 mil, they also have additional scenarios and stuff. So bits and pieces you can add in. Um, but within each of those, you'll see various things like um, how it, how the, the game works, additional bits that you can download for quality of life. They also have things like these. So when you were saying about <laughs> this. of organization and equipment. So, so these, I imagine, would have been printed out back in 94. Um, but, I mean, this... This is a gold mine. So between this and the painting guides and stuff, oh my you can actually. And at this, I don't know how accurate this is now because when they did the original one, they were going, we're constantly updating this. Um, so you can see the actual full breakdown of wow. what went into the battalion, who was there, how many of everyone was there, oh how many people God. did you need to peel potatoes? Um, you know, five cooks. 
<laughs> two pedestrians mess. mess. One cook's helper. <laughs> two truck drivers. Are and then you must have 22 basic privates helping you. <laughs> yeah. So mess. But I mean, yeah. I would say you don't need it, except if you were playing a scenario where your base was being overrun, possibly outflanked and overrun, so they're not expecting it. Well, you know who's going to be back home. Yeah. How many so, privates are still on base that could be given a weapon to... Yeah. yeah. <laughs> or, in the, well, in the case of some of those, they're armed, like the truck drivers yeah, and yeah. stuff are armed anyway. Um, but we get past that and you get things like, here is the uh, actual 1944 infantry, armoured infantry battalion breakdown. So you can see what goes into it. Wow. Um, now, obviously, these are all free bits and pieces. They sell full rule sets with all of the breakdown in there as well. Um, but there's just so much to dive into on the GHQ Stunning side stuff. beyond just the the miniatures themselves. They're, they've built it up over a long time, and it's um, it's a absolute chock full of resources and figures alike. We've we've barely scratched the surface. Haven't, haven't even touched the sides, like a mortar on an M8. Anyway, that's our Indie of the Week for this week. We're going to take a swish and return with the news. Coming to you from the center of Northwestern Europe. Covering board games, war games, card games, and all that you love. It's the News. <laughs> okay, we are back for the news. Mm-hmm. And we're kicking things off with Star Wars. Yes. Yeah. We really thought we'd talk about this last week, but uh, we were mildly we were mildly besieged last week. Mortars and all that kind of thing. To, to be yeah. fair, it was probably better that we didn't speak about it last week because, uh, as one person pointed out, Tim, uh, their social media manager doesn't seem to know how social media works, and they announced oh. stuff after May the fourth. <laughs> well, no, no hang on, hang on, no, hang on, hang on. He's maybe a stormtrooper. Uh, yeah, missed. Again. missed the oh. <laughs> Very good. <laughs> so we wouldn't we wouldn't have got all of the news. That's um, true. We would have we, missed out some yeah. of the most important stuff that we'll see later. But mm. yes, uh, starting things off, uh, we had a couple of um, new announcements. Well, not new, new announcements for the general public. A lot of this stuff had been talked about at uh, Adepticon and things mm. like that. But um, we've got a couple of additional previews coming out for Shatterpoint which is the new sort of 40 mil big scale um, Star Wars skirmish game that they're working on. Star Wars Crisis Protocol. Star Wars Crisis Protocol, yeah. So uh, we're starting off with the Jedi Hunters squad pack, which includes the very well-known Grand Inquisitor, who a lot of people will know from Rebels, and of course popped up in the Obi-Wan uh, Kenobi uh, show. Or as uh, someone pointed out in one of my quite... Uh, awkward typos I'd written Obi Wank Kenobi, which was quite funny. But there I wasn't going to reference that. Thanks, Ben. But this comes with uh, the Grand Inquisitor alongside Riva. Um, she's undercover at this point, I guess. Spoilers. Uh, and then you also have the fifth brother and the fourth sister in there as well as your uh, Jedi hunting pack of Sith followers, uh, ready to crush any Jedi they come across. Um, I, I I really like the uh, sort of way that uh, the Inquisitors have been added into a whole bunch of stuff, like they're in the Jedi um, video games and all that kind of stuff as well. So it's been really nice to see them coming down. And there's an interesting mix between, well, actually, I think the look here is very much in line with the Obi-Wan Kenobi design of the characters, yeah. uh, where they're looking a little bit more 
human-like as it were as opposed to where often we've seen them look towards the slightly more cartoony it'll be interesting to see how those aesthetics actually look once you start to see everything put together on the tabletop because obviously one obi-wan kenobi might look a, a bit different in style to another one and stuff like that even though they're the same character so we'll see how that goes i suppose um we also got a look at a jewel pack that's coming out mm. uh, so this is like a big um kind of fancy set um, that uh, does cost you an arm and a leg, but uh... oh, sorry, I couldn't <laughs> resist. Yes, uh, so <laughs> this uh, comes with Darth Vader and Obi Wan Kenobi from the uh, TV series that we we're just talking about, uh, and their skirmish on Mapuzo as uh, Darth Vader is basically laying into Kenobi and chasing him around all over the place, uh, or probably in a quarry somewhere. Um, in their filming location, which is probably where it was. Yeah. But, yeah. <laughs> like it, it also looks yeah. like wherever the hell that little Jawa stores the stolen bits. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the set obviously comes with the big scenery piece there, which you know is a display piece more than anything, really. But yeah. I suppose you could kind of ingratiate that into your terrain if you really wanted to, just change the kind of way that it sort of forms around the base, I suppose. But as you can see, the models can be taken out of their uh, slots, so you can use them in the game as well which is kind of nice um and obviously comes with two nice miniatures yeah there too, so. I, I have issues with it yeah most mostly because well obi obi-wan as a tv series was month of poodoo <laughs> but but if you're paying that much money for specifically for two miniatures for a game mm. a display piece is nice sure but make the terrain usable in the game yeah make it with I mean, a flatter base i mean or that's yeah. that's probably 50 quid of the 90 quid price right there because i'm assuming yeah. they're going to charge 20 pounds per figure something yeah like that's that. fair so you're paying 50 yeah. quid for something that is going to get leashed in a corner yeah i mean how many people actually display their stuff and how many people put it in a box somewhere not yeah, everybody's got cabinets and stuff yeah. and well, that just seems like a massive waste of money all right, right can, there. Just make it more questionable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is this the only place you can get that version of Vader and Obi Wan? Or the are they yes. separate? Okay. There, w- there will be other versions of oh, Vader. Oh, yeah, there'll be other versions. Oh, of no, them. but God knows I, how long I'm, you have to wait. But at the moment, if you want them, you're paying nearly a ton and, yeah. you're, and you're shelving most of it. If you yeah, want old, yeah. old Obi and. Uh, <laughs> yeah, well, no, it, it's just because something like this, yes, it's nice to have it, but if they make the character separate and you just want it to, for gaming, this will never sell. Well, we should, people people love stuff like this, though. So yeah, I imagine we won't see Vader and Kenobi for a while, yeah. mm. uh, which well, will therefore force people into this. This Marvel is fair. Crisis Protocol. Yeah. Yeah. Star Wars. Interestingly, they did share some additional previews of what's coming up later down the line for yeah. Shatterpoint. Uh, so we are going to get Luke Skywalker and Darth Vader in their own sets. Uh, they're also doing Ewoks. <laughs> if you want to go down the route of um, the original trilogy, where's my um, baby Yoda? <laughs> they're also going to be doing uh mace windu set uh plukoon one of the best jedi uh the night sisters cad bane is going to be coming along with some bounty hunter brothers and then you've also got uh padme amidala and her handmaidens if you want to go down the um uh the, the prequels route as well which is kind of cool so they're doing a whole bunch of stuff that uh, they 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 haven't fully previewed, previewed those with lovely pictures yet, but they were shown off at Adepticon, so they are coming mm. around the corner. So something to definitely watch out for. Um, it's, it's it's an unusual... Um, I don't know if these are going to be 
released in this order that we're seeing them, but it's an unusual way that they sort of seem to have jumped around because the initial box is Clone Wars mm-hmm. and then the first expansion boxes we're seeing is Obi-Wan Kenobi TV series. Yeah. So not not yeah. even the film stuff. Yeah. It's just it's, like, it's, it, where are we it, going? You don't know. We don't know it's, either. It's, it's, when, I, when I originally saw it, I, sorry, go on, Justin. It's maybe whoever's trying to do the approvals at Disney is just like, yeah, you can do that. I like that one. I don't like those. Go back to the drawing board. Oh, I like might, that one. That do that one. Go back to the drawing board and that one. God. Yeah. Oh. I, I, approvals through Disney, I'm sure, must be an absolute bollock. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, some interesting miniatures coming up for Shatterpoint. They're definitely laying the groundwork for the game to have a consistent shelf life at least for the next year or so so mm. be very interesting to see how it plays apparently it's very good it has a little bit of a combat tree which reminded me of what we talked about last week in arena rex jerry so maybe yeah. they've been, been doing some some sneaking around the internet but there we go <laughs> shocking stuff uh sticking with star wars uh we also <laughs> sticking with star wars we also have uh a long awaited uh release coming up very soon for star wars legion you are allowed to, able to yub nub as loud as you can because the Ewoks are coming to Star Wars Legion. Uh, um, Jerry won't have to come up with rules for them now. They well, I've, I've already came up with so. rules. I think mine yeah. are probably better anyway. <laughs> these little things will just get stepped on. My rules worked on a multi-base. And we've yeah, seen yeah. them do multi-bases now yeah. where you've got multiple droids and stuff on the yeah. same bigger base to account for multiple wounds. And I think mm-hmm. that's the way to do it. So I, this is the thought- trick. They'll they'll happily do Ewoks, but still no Gungans for me. No Gungans, yeah, no Gungans. Um, I'll talk about that later. But <laughs> uh, this set comes with uh, well, the way that this breaks down, there's going to be three box sets that are coming out for these. So the first of these is the unit expansion. So that comes with the six Ewok warriors. So you'll see them on the sides there, um, and they are your uh, kind of core units if you want to be running a lot of Ewoks on the tabletop. Uh, you get six of them that can be armed with spears or slings, and then you get two kind of specialists. So in lieu of a heavy weapon, because that doesn't exist, <laughs> you get an Ewok with an axe, and then you can also get an Ewok trapper as well, which will go alongside your unit. So that's your kind of specialist, your personnel. And then you also have the character models, so you've got Logray and Wicket as well. So you can throw them into your games and actually have the characters leading the way. And as you can see, they're commanders. They're not operatives. You can run an army of Ewoks. Here's the thing. Ewoks did have heavy weapons. It's called a log. That's true. That is true. Yes. <laughs> you can run an army of Ewoks. You can li- You can run you, nothing but Ewoks. It's the question. Yeah. Have you seen the pricing for these? I have no. not seen the pricing for these. These two figures yes. have a retail price of over £40. Pounds. Nope. Wow. I'm out. Wow. Oh, 20, 20, I'm out. It's like 20 Or no, sorry. It's over... Uh, thirty-six pounds. It's like thirty or something. They're, they're wow. essentially sixteen quid each for these two commanders. Right. Okay. Uh, also, I'm, I'm sorry to say this, but if you're wanting this, I don't know if it's still a huge thing, but you're probably going to end up having to order these from stateside, and then good luck with your import. Ah, no, there are people out there who you I think get, I you think a lot of the UK. Yeah, a lot of stores have got got. A, I think yeah. they've got a handle on their shipping now. Um, Hopefully, and stuff, but uh, there's your your core box of eight. Yep, so that's your six warriors and the uh, the specialists. Yeah. Yeah. Um, How do you even do upgrades for Ewoks? A rock and a twig? Well, their upgrade cards come in uh, a a range of special characters that people might know. So you get cards for C-3PO and Chewbacca, because obviously, Mm. you know, the golden god. (laughs) Uh, And they 
are getting are they getting added in as well so you can have c3po on your side um, fighting alongside you as you, if, if you want i suppose as a as a nice aid uh, and then of course you can have chewbacca because who wouldn't want chewbacca on their side um but this that kind of leads me into the third kit so they're going to be re-releasing the atst walker but this is kind of like your forest moon edition <laughs> Uh, because it comes with two additional character models. So you get uh, two pilots. So you get Chewie doing his kind of like cheer from the top of the ATST. Yep. <laughs> uh, or you can also get General Vise as well if you want to throw him into the mix, which I think is kind of cool. Um, I wanted to see uh, a couple of like Ewok hanger ons or something. That would have been kind of cool or, or whatever. That but would be cool. I, I also want to see someone 3D room, printing though. a whole bunch of these and smashing them with trees. That yeah. would be really nice. So, yeah. See, I kind of want to do a diorama with that that chewy figure just poking up from a bush behind a pair of stormtroopers, just going <laughs> <laughs> about to bash their heads together. Yeah, Shy cool. surprise, yeah. But um, yeah, so uh, all your all your kind of command cards and upgrade cards and everything like that come in the different sets as well. So if you are looking to pick up some Ewoks and you've been waiting a very long time for them to arrive as part of the you know the return of the jedi suite of releases and that kind of thing then you now have access to them to fight out your battles uh, on the forest moon of endor not endor the forest moon of endor so, yeah. i wonder if that's a new kit completely I, or i wonder if they've just... gone to the hard plasticky thing for it maybe uh, i thought it was hard plastic in its last iteration anyway Oh, maybe it was because I only know the flop. I only know the floppy one. Yeah, <laughs> but I'm wondering if um, uh, if that's just a new sprue with the commanders. Uh, it might just I'm, be that. Yeah, I think yeah. you could open the doors anyway. Yeah, time will tell. Yeah, interesting. Um, yeah, going back to Gungans, I'm surprised they haven't done it yet. Where the hell are the gun? Where's the Gungan army, man? We've seen the droid army done, you know, to the nth degree. Where are the Gungans with their big creatures and their balls of voodoo or whatever? You've seen the boomer. <laughs> Yes, the Boomba. That's it. Yes, I don't have a Boomba. Yes, exactly. <laughs> I think the uh, I, I was going to say the excuse would be that uh, they only ever fought on one planet, but then Ewoks set a precedent. No, exactly. You know? Yeah, yeah. You've done Ewoks, man. Get Jar Jar and the rest. Don't yeah. get J Darth Binks in there. That's what we want. <laughs> I wish they had followed through with that. Yeah, it would have been a, a, a frightening, frightening thought in the grand yes, scheme of things. And that's why it would have been good. Yeah. So moving from uh, a, a slightly shiny mm. sci-fi future to a grim and horrible one, um, oh. we look to War Games Atlantic, who have announced that they are, at the end of May, going to be bringing their first GameFound crowdfunder to uh, fruition so this is a crowdfunder for the damned um they are working to create a whole host of new hard plastic kits for you to build an army of corrupted twisted chaos worshipping rad infused mutated guardsmen for you to use in your games Maybe some Warhammer 40,000, maybe something else, maybe some more paid rules, whichever way you want to go. <laughs> uh, I, I, I just need a massive dark and dirty trench board. Oh, yes. With Gaunt's ghosts totally. rocking in through. Yeah. Uh, so uh, the initial information that we've got on this so far are uh, going to be spread out over a couple of different kits. Uh, they're going to be doing a, a kit for infantry, uh, which will be kind of like your bog standard troopers with a whole range of different rifles and head options and bodies and that kind of thing. Similar to what War Games Atlantic have done in the past, mm -hmm. you know, big pack sprues, just chock-a-block with things. Mm -hmm. And you can see some of them there. There's also the brutes, which are your big 
burly uh, sort of ogroid types sort of charging into battle. Um, no doubt uh, using some of the skills they learned from building the uh, <laughs> the ogres with their great swords. Mm. Um, uh, last oh, year, Vian. oh, Vian yeah. are great. Yeah, uh, you've also got the heavy weapon crews as well. So they're going to be doing. As you'd expect for heavy weapon crews, they're going to be doing one that kind of matches all the kind of classic weapons that you'd want. So big, heavy, you know, bolter-style weapons, rocket launchers, laser cannons, melters, plasma, that kind of stuff as well. They're then going to be doing uh, rough riders as well, or as I think oh. they're calling them, outriders is the the, the mm-hmm. keyword. Um, so that's what they're going to be doing for them. Again, going to be a big plastic kit. So you get your plastic horses with their gas masks on, uh, and then you get the riders charging yeah, around yeah. at the same time too which is explosive nice. lances explosive lances very nice those are terrifying by the way yeah and then not pictured here mm. but they're also going to be working on a big tank kit so they're going to be doing a big vehicle for you to drop oh. into the game as well which would be really nice to see Ooh. um yeah we, we've been having a little bit of a chat with war games atlantic may or may not be able to uh show you off a few more of these in a little bit more detail in the near future Could be kind of i cool. mean I, so, I really yeah. want to get the actual kits in to actually see what they look like well, in plastic. Oh, oh well. Just have to wait until they just have to do wait. The, the crowdfunder <laughs> are hopefully <laughs> successful with the crowdfunder but, uh, but we, uh, yeah. then deliver it. Yeah, but we have some sneaky peeks, which we'll go through in the next couple of weeks, which would be very nice. But uh, uh, they're also working uh, with mini with wargaming as well. <laughs> They're also working with Mini Wargaming as well. Um, so if you're interested in checking out some more stuff of these, make sure to watch us and them at the same time. Yeah. And, I do uh, like that the big guys in it aren't just like armed with melee weapons. They've actually got some like proper guns. Yes. <laughs> some nice stuff in there. No point in bringing somebody who can log heavy stuff around if you're not going to get them to log heavy stuff around. Yeah, exactly. This is fair. Yeah, exactly. Here are you. Uh, you carry this. We're not putting it on a gun carriage anymore. <laughs> we've we run out. You are now the gun carriage. Yeah. yeah. They kill yeah. their horses. Uh, if you want corrupted guardsmen, uh, Games Workshop. Sorry, guys. Uh, what Games Atlantic have beat you to the punch to do a full army anyway? So there mm. we go. Very cool. Nice Fast stuff. Can't wait to see goes. more. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Terrible, terrible, filthy guardsmen. <laughs> terrible, terrible. <laughs> Die in your droves, filthy, men. Filthy yeah. stuff going on there. Yeah. Speaking going from, of trenches, oh, yeah. though. Oh yes, yes. Mm. Mm. Going from grim dark to grim dark. Even more grim. Uh, Tumas uh, Pirinen. Uh, a lot of people might know his name as the creator of More Time, uh, alongside uh, such luminaries as Priestley and Cavatore and the likes. Uh, he has uh, said that he is going to be bringing a new skirmish game to the tabletop. Oh, and I can't wait. Uh, it's called Trench Crusade. Um, and it's set in our own world uh, around sort of 1914 so sort of world war 1 and uh, the idea is that uh, our world has been invaded by the powers of heaven and hell uh, and they are fighting on the sides of both forces and everyone else in between and now you are going to be building up your own little warband of desperate fighters uh, trying to survive in the trench ridden lands of uh, blasted europe um, diving into big uh, narrative scenarios and all sorts of different haven't, things. Like haven't that. we seen this before? Something very, very. We have extremely... seen this before. Oh, so, so specifically this. Okay. Yeah. Sorry, so... it, it just that it was familiar. It's just like, am I having deja vu? Am I having a stroke? <laughs> so, I have never seen this before, and I want it. Yeah. So last year, um, Brass Monkey Games, which was James uh, Sheriff, 
um, kickstarted the creation of the trench gunner on Kickstarter. It was a 32 millimeter miniature. Ah, right. And that was based on the artwork of Mike Francina, um, who's done the pieces that you see here. Uh, I think if you go to that next one along, you'll see the old miniature that we saw. So that was the communicant ah, and the anti-tank yep. hunter. So once these have been designed, everyone loved it so much that they were like, hey, Tomas, could you make a game? <laughs> uh, and so they're going to be turning this into a full-on awesome 32 millimeter skirmish game for you to dive into and have some fun with it looks grim dark it looks weird i love the addition of this kind of like heaven and hell element mm-hmm. i think is really yeah. awesome because it'll really build on that kind of religious imagery and stuff that we see in uh we're not seeing games and things here's uh, a fun fact if thomas burnham stands beside me that's roughly what you see <laughs> <laughs> uh, i'm just gonna say it right now dibs on the hell side Oh well, yeah. I really liked the artwork for the guy in the uh, with the priest who look, mm. looks like he's covered in all different types of crosses from other variations of Christianity. Uh-huh. Yeah, and <laughs> so, you know, it, it's like yeah. you know the way you see the in a Catholic church the pictures down the sides of the aisles yeah, yeah, yeah. of the crucifixion. Mm. It looks like he's just went into one and just stripped some bits off the walls and went right. Yeah. This is all holy. This is holy armor. I'm feeling good. Let's the go. Stations of the cross. Yeah. Very, very orthodox. Yeah, yeah these are so. these are more uh, Byzantine icons yeah. and stuff. Mm. Not fair, but and uh, he's definitely been asking people to lend him a hand. Hey. You know hey. what was the saying? Any hand that is raised against us shall be swiftly cut down. And now, oh, apparently, yeah. nailed to a board yeah. for bonus. Yeah. I love this. <laughs> that I don't know what cool. it is about the weird side helmet thing, multiple yeah. eye thing, the hay armored helmet. Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, it reminds me of like an old diving bell helmet that always yeah, yeah. That did have like yeah. multiple windows for the person to look at. It's just like this time they went a different direction with the concept. The thing that's really nice about this is that because they've said it in kind of like that World War One period, mm-hmm. you still had people rocking around in chainmail. I mm-hmm. mean, obviously it was for a lot of the kind of like trenches and that kind of thing. But that kind of vibe works really well with the kind of medieval stuff that they're going with mm-hmm. here. And I just, I'm utterly fascinated to see what they do um, and where they go with it because the potential to throw in like demons and angels and all that kind of stuff as well would be really fascinating. Especially if they go down that kind of classic way. But uh, yeah. I mean, I really want to see like a big massive hell brute with an artillery piece on its back. Well, the, in the brief sort of synopsis about it is the Crusades kicked off as the Crusades would want to do. And then the, um, the Templars in Temple Mount dove a bit too deeply and accidentally opened Gate to Hell. Uh, and so the Crusades never finished. Mm-hmm. Humanity has continued with a, an open gate right there um, that they haven't been able to close up yet. So you've got this, oh, 800, 900 years. Of just oh, constant. Of, of just constant. Hell. Yeah. yeah, constant madness going on and around the Holy Land while the rest of humanity tries to get on with yeah. things behind it. I'm impressed they've advanced so far with uh, <laughs> constant demonage being a, well, an issue for you. I mean, let's be honest, most wars are what drives all technological advancement That's that true. then becomes converted into civilian usage. Yes, I'll grant you that. But then at the same time, generally one side runs out eventually, whereas yeah. the infinite pit of hell um, you know, theoretically, I suppose resources shouldn't have continued for humanity at that stage. Yeah. Should just be stuffing people in there, peasantry and all abound mm-hmm. as quickly yeah. in there as quick uh, as you can. With uh, Pilanen behind this, I think it's going to be very cool. He's obviously got a keen eye for the grim dark, 
and um he's very passionate about his kind of Blanchitsu stuff and that kind of era of Games Workshop and Warhammer in general. Uh, and so bringing that over to something like this, I think is going to be very, very awesome. And I can't mm. wait to see where they go with it. Really nice. yeah. Just all that and still very, very small. Wow. Right. <laughs> Who's up next then? Uh, next up, we're moving to Steamforge Games. Something a little bit more lighter and jolly, yeah, I suppose. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so they are going to be. They have opened up pre-orders for their new board game. Uh, so they're doing a board game for Sea of Thieves. Is the next oh. one they're working on. Oh. Um, so anyone who's a fan of Sea of Thieves, the awesome kind of open-worldy pirate adventure game, uh, can dive in and have some fun with this. Uh, it's going to be playable for two to four players. Um, and the idea is that you do pretty much what you'd do if you were playing Sea of Thieves. You start off with a little tiny sloop, and you head out into the big wide world and cruise around the islands looking for treasure and adventure and completing quests and delivering cargo and battling megalodons and leviathans and krakens and everything else in between, uh, all while trying to not be destroyed by fellow pirates and skeletons and stuff like that. So, <laughs> See, can, can I parkour onto an enemy vessel Go down below, pretend to be fixing the ship, and then go rob them. I'm going to say in your mind's eye, yes. <laughs> uh, so if that's what you do when you roll the dice or whatever to take on a ship or something, then yeah, that would be cool. <laughs> or play your cards or whatever. But uh, yeah, um, obviously this has got all the other elements of Sea of Thieves in there as well. When you go out and you get loads of loot and treasure and that kind of stuff, you can bring it back to port, you head to the outpost board, and you'll be able to buy new crew you'll be able to upgrade your ship your weapons actually you know get a better ship and everything else in between as well which seems really awesome um you know uh steamforge games have been working on licensed stuff for a while now and they seem to have got their eye in with a lot of with a lot of their different board games and uh this one seems really cool coming to it's pre-order right now rather than going to kickstarter or a game found or anything like that which is really interesting as well so they've clearly been working on this in the background for a little while and uh bringing it to life it'll be very fun to see how it plays as as a fan of the old Merchants and Marauders, I say old, it's not that old, but the old Merchants and Marauders board game where you got to essentially do something very much like this, uh, it'll be fun to see how streamlined and quick this is to play. Apparently, it only takes about 120 minutes to dive into. All board game times are, times are a lie, however. Um, so, uh, <laughs> so it'll be interesting to see what it's like. But, you know, I, I know you guys play a lot of Sea of Thieves, are you, or played a lot of Sea of Thieves. Are you interested in this one, giving it a go? I'm assuming that's aimed at other people. It was aimed at Shay and Justin. Because I've never played. <laughs> I, I was giving Shay his I chance. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, I don't play Sea of Thieves. I thought you'd play, uh, Who am I thinking oh, you were? Lloyd. Oh, it's Lloyd. Lloyd I, mean, Lloyd I, I, I have looked at it, and I have watched like yeah. other YouTubers play it, which is how I've seen nice. things like yeah. the cool parkouring from one ship to another to yeah. rob them after pretending to be a member of the crew. Yeah. So, so I mean... What I need it, to do it, is swap you guys out for Lloyd. But then. <laughs> <laughs> well, you see, it is an interesting concept. It's definitely a game that was big when it came out. So I think, yeah, it's definitely one we should get a closer look at if we get a chance to talk to Steamforge. Yeah, maybe they'll have it at uh, UK Games Expo this year. Very nice. We'll have to check it out. Yeah. I wonder if the, the uh, fact they've gone with standees mm. um, and just releasing them direct probably, without probably going through, uh, <laughs> without going through crowdfunding and stuff, and bothering yeah, yeah. with. Uh, miniatures because i sometimes think especially for board games miniatures are 
I'm not going to say detrimental, but I will say unnecessary for the, for the game itself. <laughs> yes. But people seem to get so focused in on we must spend three times the cost of the actual board game production on miniatures for it instead yeah. of just going, you know what, we've got a really good board game here. Here's Ooh. some counters, maples or standees. Like, go nuts. I, I, I'm currently painting miniatures for Frosthaven, right? Mm. In a game where it's primarily standees, why why do I have to paint these plastic miniatures? Can we just all have standees? That would be nice, wouldn't it's, it? But anyway, it's just, again, it's <laughs> it's the whole thing of drawing war gamers across and away from war games into yeah. board gaming to let them play more games, experience more worlds. They true. still want their miniatures. True, true. Mm. Greedy mm. bastards. Anyway, <laughs> Thanks, Ben. <laughs> just can't trust them. Anyway, right. uh, moving on from that, a couple more pieces to just dive into. Yeah. Uh, some quick stuff for um, uh, Warlord Games and uh, uh, Blood Red Skies. Mm. The Wing Commander supplement is now available for you to download. Well, pick up and download and stuff like that. So this is the new supplement from uh, Andy Chambers, who has curated a bunch of rules from the community mm-hmm. um, and kind of expanded on what you get when you dive into the game. Um uh, this contains new a whole set of new rules in there as well. If you do have a look, play around with, including some additional stuff for Mig Alley, which is the kind of Korean War uh, take on Blood Red Skies. There's also ways for you to build up your campaigns and create your own campaigns as well. Uh, and you'll find additional stuff in there, like huge list of like plane profiles and breakdowns of the different craft that you would have had Two during charts. the period as well, which is quite nice. And a hot there's a there's even in a full updated FAQ in it and errata section in there as well, which I think is quite solo nice. enemy flowchart and also mm-hmm. a way to fight against enemies uh, in solo games. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we also got a whole bunch of new releases as well. So for the World War Two side of things. We have the Heinkel HE-111H Squadron, and there's also the B-26B Marauder Squadron as well. So if you're looking to throw some bombers into the mix, you can do. There was also an ace um, for those playing in uh, World War II with um, James Farrell there as well, which is quite nice. Uh, I think he was the guy. Let me just check it out. Yes. He was the guy who was no. His nickname was Boss, but mm. his plane was uh, nicknamed Flakbait. <laughs> sure, good. Because <laughs> it collected so many hits during his combat missions. <laughs> That's what I mean. It's yeah. it's Hotshots Part Two naming yes. there, really, isn't it? Yes. Walleye and dead meat and stuff like that. <laughs> to be fair, though, he did manage to fly two hundred and seven missions by the end of his tenure. So pretty fair damn enough. good, even if his I mean, plane was full of holes. <laughs> I mean, at, at, hang on. At that point, it's less bad luck, more a numbers game. Because if you go up often enough, you're going to get yeah. hit at least some of the That's time. True. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> also got a couple of uh, Korean aces as well. Well. Uh, Korean war aces for both the Americans and the Koreans. So you've got James Jabby Jabara and John F. Bolt, who were your hotshots for the uh, US side of things. And then on the other side of the equation, you also have Gan Yong Duk and Zhao Baodong as well. So if you're looking to uh, get stuck into a proper clash in the skies uh, over Korea, then you can uh, definitely get your fill of that. Interesting one on Zhao Baodong. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was nicknamed the King of Air Combat by Mao. <laughs> uh, and also, he would put himself at risk in G-induced blackouts in order to get a proper shot on the enemy. So if he had to like flip his plane over and do a big dive or something like that, he would do it and be on like just the edge to get the right shot. So, you know. Or maybe that's just, just kind of fun. <laughs> 
keeps yeah. my mischief off the streets, I suppose. I'm I'm very I'm very interested in Blood Red Skies, and I really want to dive in and play it in World War Two Battle of Britain. Oh. No, it's no, Ben, you're you're in a plane. You you don't dive out the plane. You might dive in with the plane, but don't dive out the plane. Okay. What if I what if I'm Tom Cruise and I can do that? No, okay, I'm not Tom Cruise. No. <laughs> Tom Cruise was a German in World War Two. Do you know nothing <laughs> yes, about he history? Was, yes, <laughs> blowing up Hitler. <laughs> history works. It's all based on Tom Cruise. Mm. Uh, we have one final bit of news. A mm-hmm. uh, little bit old slash new slash whatever you want depending on how you feel about these things. Mantic have announced a few things of late, um, which we haven't really looked at. And I thought since there had been new stuff, I would. Jerry's um, been sneaky-weaky. Yeah. So sneaky uh, a, little go, a little while ago, um, I found some pre-orders on um, the website <laughs> before Romantic announced them. Uh, so I stuck this together, um, which is new hard plastics and re- uh, resin models for um, Night Stalkers. Uh, and then a few days ago, Kyle did a little video for Mantic explaining what sort of stuff was going on. So um, these are replacing the old PVC uh, Reapers that came out for Vanguard, which were a single single build miniature, so it was monopose across the whole nine yards. Uh, interesting thing about this is it makes both the Reaper, but it also makes a Tormentor, I believe, um, uh, regiment, which is a new unit. And this was one of the things that Kyle mentioned in this little video here. There's lovely Kyle. He's also trimmed his beard back, same as me. Shame we were going to have a beard off. Anyway. Um, <laughs> so Does this re- mean I'm not allowed to trim mine? Uh, if you want to join our beard off, then uh, yeah, yeah, three-way sure. beard yeah, off, three-way beard <laughs> off. Uh, so Reapers are uh, the rippy fish of um, the Night Stalkers. They the get in there and, and 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 just go completely ham on you. Um, the tormentors with their exploded faces, the hinged jaw, looking like something from Blade Three with two. the goss or whatever it was. Uh, it, it was two. It was a two. But there you go. Then. Um, they are actually a jumpy flying unit, um, which is interesting. So they don't fly per se, but they can leap over intervening troops uh, to get your backline and mess you up. So that's a nice, interesting change up um, to add that unit to the, the faction. Other thing they've done is because they've they've been very keen on multi-basing pretty much since day one, um, they're doubling down on that. So instead of going, this is a trip with 10 men on a base, a lot of people were only going for preferred model count, sort of two two thirds of the unit size, um, so they could do something more extravagant. Mantic are now embracing their own concept themselves and go right. You're not actually getting ten models here. Instead, you're getting I think it's eight. Uh, well, this is regiments so or sixteen, um, but they fill the same footprint. But it means they can go for more elaborate style of build now they won't do this with every model but for something like this where they should have multi-limbed freakiness going on it makes more sense to have them being more dynamic more stabby uh more leaping out of the unknown and and ripping your face off uh so that i quite like it's an interesting take on things and a new direction they've done it with a few of the other regiments as well i think the phantoms um which again are going from a single pose creepy uh, floaty thing to being multi-based, um, and also these ones are going to be resin, so it keeps the the price down for people. Right. Although there will be ways and means around that, which we'll talk about in a little while. Uh, other new plastic kit coming is the big 
terrible butchers. The butcher lord. Um, so again, going from PVC with, it was a one build kit, but there was an alternative arm. So not everybody had to I have, there, there was a choice of two arms, but it meant essentially you had multiple things repeating. They've gone with hard plastic and because they're hard plastic, it, um, they're also dropping another um, unit type in, uh, which are these guys at the back with the screaming hand cannon, mouth, fist arms, firing globules of nightmare goo all over you, uh, which are going to work similarly to the uh, boomers for the ogres. So a large infantry, um, short-range attack unit. Uh, they are dropping the current-ranged unit from the Spectres and the Scarecrow slash Spectre kit has been renamed as, Spec as Scarecrows and Doppelgangers. So that actual range unit is being removed from uh, the Night Stalker list. All right. Um, which came as a bit of a shock, but I don't think many people are going to miss them uh, in the grand scheme of things unless you had a horde of them. And I don't think anybody really bothered with hordes. Um, you're probably so better off running them as doppelgangers and the ranged aspect is, is folded into that new unit for butchers instead. So what, what? Cool. Oh, I, I like right. to think that those butchers... Oh, no, I was, I was, I was going to ask if they were, you know, overpowered or just poo-poo. Oh, no, no, they're, they're just, they're they just didn't really do, yeah, didn't really do the job. Um, I was going to say, I think the, the butchers is what... Uh, with their arm cannons are what Karens turn into in their final form. In their, their final form. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're probably Careful not then. Uh, there's also uh, new resin Shadowhounds coming for the Night Stalkers as well, um, which are delightful. Again, Zoom Zoom Pups, they're great two-headed faceless or eyeless beasts coming at you out of uh, essentially the dreaming. Uh, Morpheus needs to rein his nightmares in because it's causing issues for all and sundry. Um, but these will all be packaged up. They get released on Monday. That's for mine or two, because yeah. I pre-ordered them in April. Um, so I'm hoping they'll arrive on Monday and not just be pushed nice. on Monday, because that would be really uh -huh. annoying if I have to wait extra days. Um, Whoa, oh, that looks like a big boy. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it is. So the Void Lurker uh, is a terrific, bizarre thing. It's like somebody's given a tremor wings. Yeah. And just let it go and creep out on people. Uh, void lurkers are are excellent. I'm um, going to get you, Kevin Bacon. But there, yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it does look very grabby. Yeah, uh, but the the interesting thing with this release for me, and Kyle covers it in that that sort of rules preview, is the fact that they've got the Mantic Companion, the app, which is available for free. Um, it means they can do tweaks outside of the annual book. Right. So they've, they can go ahead and release a new plastic kit with new units and just mm. add them and people have access to them right off the bat. They've also changed things like the uh, rolling ball of tentacles and mouths. The terror uh, is particularly good at numbing its way through infantry. Um, whereas before it kind of did a similar job to the void lurker and then people were going, the void lurker's better. Why would I take the terror? Like, well, well, if you take the terror and you're attacking infantry, it's going to have twenty attacks. Or if you're rolling over them from the flank or rear, then it's you know doubling or tripling those. It will make a mess of big horde units very quickly. <laughs> um, nice. So, so a nice change up from yeah. what's coming. Uh, they've also said that this will be a similar style of thing um, for the future. They've got a lot of 
stuff planned to come out this year beyond the Night Stalkers. They're also having um, a Northern Alliance refresh uh, later on this year. So at the moment, right. there's certain Northern Alliance bits and pieces that are in PVC that people haven't been able to get Huskarls outside of the Meg Army and stuff. So I'm expecting right. things like that to either come out as plastics or they'll fold that stat line in with something mm -hmm. else that already exists like the clansman and then go well we're going to go in a slightly different direction for it when, when are they going to refresh the elves jerry when do the elves get a time in the sun elves don't need a time in the sun they're all racist but, they're but, still... <laughs> but the twiglet king who are the uh the nasty nightmare the, the nightmare yeah. stalking racist elves mm. um they're getting a full release at the end of this year and right. because the night stalkers also appear as part of that we looked at them in um dungeon saga origin there was some of the yes. concept art for the new yeah, yeah, yeah. new twiglets uh they come out as a, a proper army um this christmasy time so i cool. imagine november uh, and then we'll see that so that will be interesting mm. um another thing they announced about two weeks ago was um armada joined the mantic app so that the companion app has all the rules and it's also got list builders in there as well um but they've partnered up with a uh, group called warhol um and warhol have released armada on their tabletopy desktopy type Ooh. thing so you can play against people all over the world you can it's it's like a a tabletop simulator style game so you can set up a password protected and design where you can just go Armada, in yeah. yeah or you can well actually no because they, they they play ninth age and stuff as, as oh right as part wow. of warhol nice. so you can play full yeah. tabletop battles but this is this is what they've done here but um you link your warhol account to your companion app and you can list build in the companion and then just import oh the list straight from the well, uh that is the app itself. that's nice that's, that's cool. very nice uh so you don't you don't have to sit there and cut and paste stuff and then as you see when you click on something like the big dictator here you get the stack cardinal in the corner and then you've got your ship here that you can then start playing out your games uh already there so i think they've imported the mantic stls um and which then is, just done them uh, colored, and then just colored, colored them renders, yeah that's which, cool. is, which is how you've got all of the boats for the boating kicking around in there. Mm. And there's a whole slew of things you can do like you would with any tabletop similar to a game. I can roll some dice. Uh, one, of course. There you go. <laughs> jerry rolls are always jerry rolls. Uh, but, but you can also do your rolls based off the cards here by clicking. So if I click on that cannon, it will automatically roll the correct dice for that cannon. Did that just put down a fired token as well? Otherwise, cool. otherwise, how would you know that you fired? And your yeah, but it, it's likewise. nice that it does that touch of housekeeping yeah, for you. Functionality. Yeah. 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 So this is this could be interesting. I believe they are planning on running a tournament -y event type thing. Ooh. Um, I, I know Warhol has different levels. You can you can go in at. You can like buy a subscription and get extra stuff and blah blah blah. The Armada is um, currently free to play, and I think it's going to remain free to play. Awesome. Um, on this, uh, at least for uh, the foreseeable, I haven't seen anything about actually costing me cash slash money. I will say you can download a program or you can play it in the web browser. 
I tried to play it in the web browser. Don't try that. Just go ahead and download it. Uh, it will still open the web to play online with other people, um, but I find the web browser very slow to maneuver, and it, the, uh, the okay. models and the like were a bit. Um, that was a little janky. It looked like somebody had taken these ship models and then just covered everything in a fine layer of plaster scene. Ah. It looked very soft and, <laughs> and it lost a lot of detail, and then everything okay. just crept along. Whereas, because uh, so, yeah. the first time I looked at that, I was like, mm, no. And then I thought, you know what, I'll give it another go and realized I could download it. And when you download it, it actually seems to work quite nicely. So, yeah, lots of stuff from Mantic. Mm-hmm. That's very the end nice. of our news. Yeah. We're going to come back with some 3D printing stuff. So it might not be the last you've seen of Mantic. <gasps> Okay, we are back to round out the show. Um, we're going to take a quick look at some 3D printing. <gasps> yeah. Wow. Obviously, being the man with his finger on the pulse of 3D printing, this one's oh, all yes. on me. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. So. <laughs> uh, I mean, Shay's had some issues recently. Shay always has issues. Nobody is as gifted as John. You can just make things work. That's the thing. Either that or John was so annoyed that Shay was just trucking along quite happily. He smashed his printer. Yeah. He's not carrying like a nail on him or something just to scratch the screen. (laughs) Um, But yeah, Mantic this week have announced the Vault. Mm. Vault. Mm. Uh, Which is a, a thing. This is the thing. It lives here. On the vault, see, see how they've done that, mm-hmm. um, and it contains apparently high quality gaming war uh, STLs. Now, they don't come supported. That's something that people have to do themselves. I'm assured that that is something that people can do themselves. I really yes. care. I, I really care what you do with your 3D prints. Anyway, all you have to do is find the lowest hanging point on the miniature from its orientation and go one there. Stick one in. So it has just launched, Mm -hmm. so there's not a huge amount of stuff. However, thought it worth pointing out for a couple of reasons. Reason the first, if you're already paying for the Mantic Companion app, which has got all the um, army lists and rule books and stuff in it, you you can get this at a reduced price and there's an early bird which stacks on top of that, which means you can get all your rule books, Army Builder, and a subscription to this for nine ninety eight a month. Oh. That's everything. Yeah. So it's like this is half price. The 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 monthly thing is like that's four, cool. four quid a month. Mm. And that will be that's not just like your first six months are eh, that's in perpetuity. If if you subscribe and stay subscribed, that oh, is the so price. You, that is the price you will pay. Uh, if you unsubscribe and then come back again, you have to pay more. So you know, be that as it is. Um, it contains both miniatures and additional miniatures, uh, add-ony bits, as what the kids would say. So May's first one is um, is interesting. Essentially, Mantic built their company on a. It's a cheap way of building your armies um and then people went oh we don't want pvc and stuff it's too cheap so they started doing resin which is beautiful stuff really high quality i have quite a lot of it here i've got tiny little half like bombers here 
well, that's not cheap. The resin is expensive. <laughs> so this is their way of going, well, a lot of people 3D print. So if you want to go ahead and 3D print stuff, you can do that. Um, and every month they'll have a different grab bag, a selection of stuff. So May has um, Armada. So essentially what you would get in the Armada fleet box for the Orcs and the Basilean. Um, so you've got uh, Gur Panther, Gunbrig, uh, Alohai, and a whatever the other one was called, I can't remember, and Little Sloop. And then the Orcs have got their rippers and gunboats and blood maulers and festy ships and stuff. Anyway. <laughs> That is Fisty their names. Festy ships. Yeah. ships. It's got two spinning fists, and you uh -huh. you push it towards the opponents, and they spin round, rotate like a windmill, and fist their ship off the table. Like it's great. Bart and Lisa Simpson in uh... one hundred percent like that. <laughs> but it means mm -hmm. if you want to start playing Armada and you've got a three D printer, you can get the rules for free. You can build your lists for free, uh, and then you just print out your miniature and yeah, then start yeah. playing at the moment if you want to buy these ships these packs um it would cost you like mm, i want to say it's about 90 quid for a full fleet so maybe 50 ish for this and then 30 to 40 for the booster uh, presumably you can make these ships for less than 90 quid i don't know it's basically the resin cost for those miniatures is going to be pennies and then the other thing is, if you want to do multiples of the same ship, you've paid for it once. Go nuts. Mm. So, as you can see, the ships are there now. Um, somebody who knows what they're doing has already gone ahead and downloaded these and said um, the triangle count is like 150,000 for one of the seals. So these are the CAD designs that they use for the resin masters. They are ridiculous, so ridiculous that somebody has printed some of these ships, some of the very small ships, at 28 mil scale um, without wow. any loss of detail. Uh, one person went, if you want to print these on an FDM, there's the the triangle count, which I imagine is something like a poly count. It's not like in gaming. It's a so. polygon, yeah. yeah. Yeah, so it's that high that you could probably print on an FDM. Um, for terrain and still have really you know even though you're expanding from something that's one six hundred scale you can expand it up to one fifty sixth and not lose any detail on it. Um, so I mean, if go, you wanted to do some high. of these that way, and then have that as like a filled out port on your Mantic board for like yeah. Kings of War, that could be cool. That'd be awesome. Mm -hmm. Or just well, go crazy and play it at twenty eight mil scale. I'll do that. Yeah, that'd be neat. Yeah. yeah. Other thing is. They've started, they haven't even released any train for um, Armada yet. In fact, they're on pre-order this it's month. It's on pre-order right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but here are some ones that aren't on the pre-order uh, yet, so little sandbanks and stuff. These are to replace the 2D cardboard um, sandbanks and, and reefs and stuff from the, right. the set. So if you want to 3D your, your table up, you can do that. Uh, but this is fascinating for me here. So they are aeronauts for the halflings they are they're not as filth as when the beta list was out but they're still quite filth um but that resin set is like 45 quid if you want to buy a set three uh likewise um the Reforge orc hell strikers are also 45 quid there are three manticore riding orcs 
that you can have for your army um, via the medium of 3D printing. If you don't want to um, buy the resin stuff, if you're, if you're a 3D printy head person. Mm. Uh, so this is the, the sort of the plan is that the, the expensive resin add-ons and parts, they're not going to do the full miniatures because these are add-ons for the hard plastic halflings that they sell. But if you are buying the hard plastic halflings um, and you want to have a unit of stalwarts, and you know they are Malay four, which means they're elite for halflings. So I would always suggest you do want to have halfling stalwarts. Uh, you may not want to have a double-handed weapon. You know, I like my high defense, um, but things like that, having your poachers uh, upgrades for your wild runners, whatever it happens to be, uh, or your uh, that's a really cool idea. Though. Your, your Kinnigans, mm-hmm. then you can do it here. All of the resin stuff for old fogies like me is staying. It's not going away. So even though I could potentially get somebody three these print these, I'm just going to continue just buying the stuff because why waste my time when somebody else can make it and ship it to me? Um, there is one life, change I want to make. How life works. Yes. For that dirigible. Yes. I want to change all those weight bags into like kitchenware, so pots and pans because it is a halfling. Yeah, you can do that if you want. There, there's nothing stopping you because that is just decoration just to mm. make your, your three uh, in your... Uh, regiment look different um interesting thing here and i don't know if other people do that uh is it on this page yeah no maybe yeah you can see it here anyway i I like this little breakdown of what it is whether it's a full model or a part model Mm. for an upgrade what it's an upgrade for what game it's for images and then the download at the end I don't know if tribes and stuff do that. I'm really nice breakdown. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Although I'm seeing yeah, something at the top there, a little freebies thing. Yep. So uh, what freebies do they offer? So well, there are two. Uh, so if you subscribe or sign up, I don't even think you need to subscribe. You just sign up for the the page. You can get um, two of the ships, so the Blood Runner and the okay. Gur Panther. Yeah, um, I like that. It lets you like test out. Are the STLs like good enough, or will they run out well on your printer? And because those are the ships that are meant to be have all that detail worked into them, that'll mm. be a good test, <clears throat> a good test of how they come out as well. Mm. So, yeah. yeah, but I, I always like a little try before you buy on three yeah, D printing yeah. stuff. Yeah, yeah. Because I mean, it, if it's something that's just not going to work with your system, you've tried it, failed. You're not out of pocket. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Before we have a look at the, uh, Ooh, there's a roadmap. Call it, there's a roadmap. So, yeah. so that's what we're at this month. Uh, in June, the booster fleets for those Baslane and Orc. So you can round out. That will be at that by the end of June or June twenty third. You will have access to every ship except the XLs. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, so more than enough to build your your fleets in a whole variety of ways plus war in the holds so war in the holds is the goblin versus um ratkin kings of uh, war starter yeah. so that presumably then that's the resin heroes from that oh, i guess so yeah. and possibly some of the resin upgrades for things like yeah. the um uh goblins and, and uh ratkin. And that'll be the same for the shadows of the north and shadows of the north yeah. is the Night Stalkers uh, that we seen earlier, and the Northern Alliance. Alliance yeah. uh, so again, there are some some unique resin pieces in there that are only sort of available in that box set or Mantic Direct. So I like that that you know what's kind of coming because I know some right. of these tribes and stuff. It's I, I'm not going to say it's seat of the pants by some companies, but sometimes I feel like they don't know what they're going to be doing. Whatever they feel like <clears> next <throat> month <laughs> until they reach the last day of this month. Yeah, um, 
Now, here's a question. Whenever that June 23 comes around, mm. does the stuff that came out in the May disappear off this, or is it just there in perpetuity? Uh, I don't know if it specifically disappears on that date to be re-added later. They said none of the packs will go away. Uh -huh. If you're not a subscriber, you'll have to pay a bit more if you want to go back and pick up something that wasn't there. Fair. Or, or if you don't subscribe and just want to buy them as and when you see them, they're going to cost you slightly more. That's uh, fair. I don't know if it just if it automatically rolls over to that pack now being available for everybody, and mm. this pack is now available, or if there'll be a delay in between. I I, I don't know how computer works. Don't ask okay, me questions. No worries. I, I was just curious. Um, I don't know how this works. What there is. I don't know how any of this works. the The welcome pack is going to be expanded every month as well. They said every time they add some new SDLs, they're going to chuck something into the welcome pack. So this will grow over time. Uh, and currently, there are some wacky bits and pieces in there. Um, I have this guy. He's a delight. He's he's like when he prints it this big. He's um, a bigger up version of a um, a vessel character who should be carrying a tiny vessel on his padded cushion, uh, but they made a big dice which you can then put on top to mark your turn it's a Amazing. turn character he just sits at the end of your table it's great i've got that's brilliant yeah <laughs> that's i mean brilliant. idol of the dice god yeah yeah mm -hmm. and, uh, absolutely i was gonna say absolutely pointless really handy because actually by the time we hit turn four we normally forget what turn it is and when yeah. you're playing a six turn game and you're in is it turn three? Oh, oh, i haven't turned it over since turn two. Oh well it's definitely oh, not yeah. turn two. Oh no trust me i've i've felt the joys of that jerry when you forget it and you've been recording a game mm. So there's a little fat guy. There's this carnivorous walking plant. I have no idea where this has come from. Who it's, made this or why it exists? It reminds me of little shelf of horrors. Yeah, Feed me, Seymour. It's it's got some sort of um pinecone-like center as well. Yeah. Uh, the, it's a walking, talking, munching thing. Yeah. And again, currently doesn't exist anywhere. So it's not just going to be fun new thing to add into the game models that, are, that exist that you know definitely are out there um mm -hmm. there's some extra little bits and pieces there's a lot of things for, thought to create and then never got around to making the molds for yeah these are um trap tokens from the original uh dungeon saga so the the others it's it looks like a stone slab and when you flip it over it shows you what trap you've stepped on so ah, it could be a pet I like could be a cage nice. could be some buzzy things coming out from <clears> the side <throat> of the uh the walls or darts into Very your face. Nice. That's uh, awesome. Which is no good. Uh, and then Ronnie the Bard. If anybody <laughs> can get Ronnie the Bard, you can now get Ronnie the Bard. Um, everybody needs him. Ronnie it's doesn't want anyone to have them. Yeah. yeah. Uh, presumably. presumably but I think someone snuck important. that file in there. Yeah. Yeah. I, I imagine so. Because I know he's, he's not a fan of Ronaldo the Bard popping up <laughs> and everywhere. And yes, <laughs> fan favourite. If only Festy yeah. Glue Man made the cut, we'd be right up there. Oh. Uh, GCPS Medic as cool. a, a thing that doesn't exist currently, which is kind of nice to have. And uh, uh, Goblin That's Sniper awesome. for Dead Zone, which is yeah. great because a lot of people a lot of people have been criticizing. You can't get a Goblin Sniper. Um, and the Goblin Sniper they did do a while ago uh, is PVC, uh, and he's he's running with the sniper rifle above his head uh, as if he's being shot at so it's actually nice to see a goblin in the new style mm, with doing the do you know, actually actually sniping like what nature intended um subject 901 Ooh. for your plague and maison labs uh he he was a previous metal model again i imagine he's probably being resurrected for reasons um mm. i should really resurrect him from my plague to be fair 
I've, I've got them already. Don't worry. Uh, and then the Reforge Orc Storm Giant add-on parts. Giant, so you, yeah. you need the giant kit, but the massive resiny arms and head mm. are in the welcome pack. So God, that's, that, is, that is very well detailed. Yeah. Now. I mean, I'm, I'm really <laughs> digging this idea that, you know, those things that they maybe couldn't afford to make because it wouldn't sell well enough, they can put in here. Hmm. So they don't have to go through that whole process of make the molds, make the molds work right, hold stock, post it out. Now just send it here and you can get all those missing, lovely, lovely little detail bits that you always wanted. Mm. As, as per what um, War Games Atlantic have been doing as well, mm. it's just a great way for them to do a test ground for things. So if they have like an interesting idea, Ronnie. they can be like, should we make more of these? <laughs> and then if it's, you know, it's going well, then yeah, sure. With the exception of one or two wee bits and pieces in here currently, mm. like that carnivorous plant, which apparently is good for D&D and Pathfinder, if you say so, Sonny Jimbo. Um, <laughs> I've, I've no clue what that is from or where it's from or, or who spawned it. But it's just something weird. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's interesting that they've decided to go that way. <laughs> um, but everything else is already available. Uh, oh, Very nice. everything else. Most of it is already available and will remain so for people who don't do the 3D printing. Mm. Um, yeah, but, but if you do do the 3D printing, hmm. it's uh, it's a, a good way of getting into it. And as Ronnie himself said, the, the idea is hopefully this will um, bring the cost down for people and also expose more people to the Mantic games and models as well. So things like Armada, with the exception of printing the stuff, you've no shipping. Uh, you don't have to buy the rulebook or anything else. You can do everything as long as you get your hands on some D10. Uh, hmm. You should be good to go and everything else you can download and print. So if you happen to be sitting in Timbuktu or in uh, Dudley, it doesn't make a difference uh, as far as accessibility to the games go. It's Nobody just, in Dudley knows just what there. lights are, to be honest. No, so. you know. They're all still using candles. So. All right, so the it's, idea of a 3D printer is some form of heresy, burn yeah. at the stake as a witch. Mm. Yeah, pretty much. But there we go. I just thought I would uh, let you That's know cool. that that exists now. And so, if, you sorry, are, Dudley. if you are a Mantic, uh, Mantic fan and you're looking to get into it, uh, you can get a discount uh, or a fairly substantial discount if you're already doing things. that We don't even have to already be a subscriber to the, the app. You can buy it as a bundle now Very and nice. give you that a half price in mm. perpetuity. Did you win one of our prizes? Find out on our prize claim center over at ontabletop.com. Here we list all our previous prizes and those who have won. If you see your username, fill out the form to claim your prize. All prizes must be claimed within 30 days. Right. We have a couple of Kickstarters before we kick off. Yes, we shall rattle through these. Where so um, we have two to dive into. The first of these is a board game. Uh, so it's an expansion to a previously released legacy board game mm -hmm. uh, by the folks at Direwolf Digital. Uh, so a lot of people will remember the board game Clank, uh, which is an awesome dungeon delving adventure board game where you try to delve deeper and deeper into uh, a dungeon and sneak away with as much treasure as possible before causing noise and awakening the dragon down in the depths. Well, uh, they have iterated on this since with uh, Clank in Space, 
but then they also went and created a legacy version of the game alongside the folks uh, for, who created uh, Acquisitions Incorporated, which is from Penny Arcade, which is the mm. very, very well-known uh, roleplay series and comic that's been going on for a long, long time. Uh, since back in day before actual players were big, um, when they were down in pit. Uh, but anyway, <laughs> this is an expansion to Clank Legacy number two, uh, which continues the stories of Acquisitions Incorporated with a new uh, collection of different characters. Uh, you're going to be thrown into the mix with four new uh, heroes to play as, uh, alongside an unfolding campaign that, as the name would suggest, is legacy-based. Um, so as you go through, you'll be visiting the different locations, uh, collecting loot and completing adventures, scratching things off on cards, Make sure you've got a coin at the ready. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, you'll never reveal your secrets. Uh, and then there's also that uh, book of secrets there, as you can see, which will contain all of your uh, unfolding story as you go through. Um, the basic mechanics of Clank still remain. You're still moving from space to space. It's still a deck-building game. Uh, you're still sort of going down and trying to find all sorts of different things, fighting enemies and stuff like that as you go from room to room, or in this case, location to location trying to see if you can survive against the different bosses that have been included in the game as well. As you can see, they're going to be working on a few more of these as uh, things continue with the campaign. Um, uh, the other thing that's nice about this is that in uh, a similar style to like uh, Pandemic Legacy, um, you once you've finished the storyline, mm -hmm. that then gives you a game to play that'll be unique to you. So how... With Pandemic Legacy, when you finished that game, you had your own unique Pandemic board, which you could just play normal games of Pandemic on. With this, as you go through and you complete the storyline, just like with the first game, you'll have your own Clank board that will all be sort of ready for you to play your regular games of Clank on without having to do the storyline bits and everything as well, which I think is really nice. I do um, wonder, uh, do I have to have completed the first game before the second one is able to be played? I don't think so. I think you I think you could probably dive in with this one and have fun with it. It just seems fairly kind of like expand alone, if you know what I mean. Because yeah. it is a direct sequel almost. So yeah. rather yeah, than but, it just being an expansion, but uh yeah, but I mean, you might it, get more from the story the if you play the first one. So yeah. Maybe, but I wonder if you would have a very different experience playing with these new characters through the first game before having customized it. I can't, uh, I can't it, believe they did that. <laughs> Just redacted everything. <laughs> <laughs> Spoilers, man. <laughs> it, it did say. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, um, it's definitely one, one to go and have a look at. If you like the basic mechanics of Clank and you enjoy the game, uh, then this could be a really nice kind of stepping stone for you to enjoy more of those mechanics, but with a new setting and a new storyline with sort of well-known characters from uh, D&D actual plays and that kind of thing as well. Um but also, as you can see there, you can get your hands on um, previous versions of the game as well. So if you, if you want to have a look at things like Clank in Space or Clank, then you can also do that, which is which is good. Clank in Space is very good. Um, uh, if, if you've not played the sci-fi version, I would heartily recommend it. But then definitely have a look at this one as well. So, yeah, very cool. Mm. Nice stuff. Yeah. Excellent stuff. Mm -hmm. Yeah, interesting. Yeah. I do quite like Penny Arcade. I've not seen enough of them in forever. Yeah. It's one of those things where you, you you get to a certain point. There's just too much to do, and keeping keeping tabs on what they're up to is is too tricky they're, for me these days. Their comics are still great, and they've been recently getting into Warhammer Forty Thousands and all sorts of different tabletop games as well. Currently, so uh, wow. they're they're joining the miniature people. <laughs> but they've already joined the miniature people. I have oh, yeah, um, 
I have Gabe and Tycho oh. or Dreadball. Oh, cool. Because they were made as Dreadball characters for the Kickstarter. Oh, yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, I remember that. Yeah, I must bring yeah. that game. It's a corker of a game. Yeah. I don't think they're in the second edition rules, but I can... I, I remember can, I can getting... I remember getting absolutely slammed at that game as uh, James L. Hewitt watched M. Hewitt watched over me at a playtest event way back in the day. See, oh, I, I just it. always remember when we did Dreadball Academy, Warren going for the fancy shot. He's almost won the game. He just needs to make this one. Ah, let's play for another 40 minutes. <laughs> I'll teach him. That's the way it goes. Yeah. Right. Uh, yeah. So going from the uh, very modern for the kids, Mm. Back into the old timey for the me's retro. Yeah, all about the me. So is it Jerry Starter? (laughs) This is Crooked Dice. They only have a couple of days left on this one from the time you're watching it. This is their funding for the new hardback rulebook, the core rulebook for Seven TV. So um, as a lot of people will know, uh, they've been expanding Seven TV over the last couple of years. They came up with their own kind of like core set of rules that you can get your hands on. And then they've been doing successive kind of like program packs since then, which mm. all focus on different genres and uh, different TV TV shows and all that kind of stuff and different scenarios and miniatures they've been working on. Um, but this is them kind of condensing everything down into the the one book, as it were, to give you a good entry point into what Seven TV is all about. Essentially, if you've never seen it before, it's like you're playing out classic TV shows and movies from like the 60s, 70s, 80s or whatever on the tabletop uh, with a range of miniatures that you will be very familiar with once you start to kind of take a closer look at it all, which is really nice. Mm. I'm, um, I'm laughing that that legendary director is a paid add-on yeah. <laughs> for your production. Yeah. Uh, you also have... Uh, <laughs> Uh, you can play out sort of individual shows if you want and just play through an episode of a, a TV show that you've come up with in your head. Or as they've included in this one, there's kind of like a narrative kind of season arc they've done. So you can play through link scenarios to play through like, oh my God, this was the first in a three-parter. And then you come to the final solution at the end of it and all that kind of thing, which I think would be really awesome to dive into and have fun with. But uh, wait, Shay, <laughs> Is there any old TV show you would love to get onto the table with something like this? Old TV show. Yeah, uh, I know old for you is like middle age. Early two thousands. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Saving Private Ryan is. <laughs> yeah, um, it's, it's very doable. Oh, Blazing Saddles. <laughs> I bet you could Blazing do that with Saddles. This, yeah. Yes, one hundred percent. You can. Yeah, and yeah. It, I mean, it doesn't even have to be that old. It's literally just you're just recreating just TV, TV yeah. slash movies. Yeah. Um, so all those weird and wacky miniatures that I've collected over the years for reasons. Uh, you know, you can just go ahead and well, now I can justify putting them on the tabletop yeah. um, and and blending the genres. I mean, you're talking about Blazing mm-hmm. Saddles that bit at the end where they start fighting and they smash through set after set. Mm-hmm. You could do uh-huh. that. You could set your sets up, your movie set, and have your cowboys fighting their way through a stage musical and anything else you want to do. Uh, you could do Night at Wonder- the Museum. Wonder if yeah. we could get uh, Sam and Dean miniatures, Jerry, for Supernatural. I have Sam and oh. Dean miniatures. Do you? Yeah. Oh, you can get them from hassle-free. hassle-free. Yeah, yeah. I need a set of them. Send me the link once we're done. Uh, <laughs> hang on, hang on. Do they do their dad? No. Oh, oh. sadness. Yeah. They, they don't. But, but I suppose know. if you just get Negan. There's no Felicia Day either, unfortunately, but there we go. So No, but but, uh, but it's, it's doable. And the whole, the whole concept of different archetypes and stuff you can see there, it is literally any genre you can think of. So yes. fantasy, adventure, action, historic, horror, sci-fi, 
it's all available. It's all good to go. It's nice to see the the hardback um, reappearing. Um, the thing that's nice got the options there. The thing that's nice about it as well is that the core rulebook will contain like a huge list of profile cards for yeah. all the different characters that you might want to use in some in your kind of typical games. So you saw there was like a James Bond style character there or whatever. There will be a James Bond esque spy for you to add in. There's Anchorman and mm. stuff like that, which is kind of cool. So it's all great. <laughs> it is all great, and it's uh, yeah, uh, and the seven TV range. Uh, that Crooked Dice have put together it's is, is phenomenal anyway. So you yeah. can pick up a lot of that, as you can see here, if you want to do your James Bond-esque spy thriller, mm -hmm. if you want to do your uh, swashbuckling Indiana Jones. Yeah. Yeah. Saturday morning serial, you know, yeah. you can do that. Uh, if you want to go full-on um, Hawk the Slayer or Krull. Hawk or the Slayer? Be, oh, God. That is Hawk, yeah. 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 Yeah, terrific miniatures and a, a really fun set. And people have people have expanded on it. I've seen in the past. Obviously, I've seen Scooby Doo. Um, people have there done was that. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles for Teenage a while. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, oh. Star Wars. Uh, there was a fan Star Wars version as well. There's um, Danger we, Five miniatures. There's Captain Scarlet. Oh, it's, it's yeah. so good. Yeah, it's it's, <laughs> it's uh, amazing. I, and it, and, I mean, oh, there's the, the I do Jason the Wheel Warriors. Yes, I bet if, you could. if you can source the miniatures, yes. <laughs> yeah. um, I should. I sh oh, sorry, go on, Jerry. I was just going to say when you've got other companies out there as well um, making things like tangent miniatures, doing the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Mm. You know, you can just draft those in because the, the the rules here for Seven TV just let you go nuts. Yeah, whatever you, you can think of, you can you can play those things yeah. out. Or if I'm sitting, for example, I know they're a prisoner miniatures um mm. for the classic tv series there was a, a a book i think written by patrick mcgoon um book slash graphic novel that was years later it was what had happened right the island uh called shattered shattered visages um and that i could potentially play out the end of prisoner that we never got except through comic form i can play that on the tabletop which is just great I was going to say as well, um, they are also going to be working on what they call um, genre packs for the mm. game. Um, so this kind of uh, locks into what they've been doing recently over the last couple of years uh, with the help of like university students and stuff like that. So they're going to be doing, uh, the first set is going to be 80s. So it'll just be all 80s style TV and movie um, pack for you to use. And then they're going to be doing high, inch high spy-fi, which is, Kind of like your James Bondy stuff, mm. apocalypse stuff. So post-apocalypse on this, they're doing, <laughs> they're doing fantasy and also pulp as well in the future. So they've laid out a roadmap for what they want to do, and each of those will come with their own specific set of scenarios for you to play out, and also a new set of profile cards for your different characters as well, which is really nice. Oh, I just need a, a set of gun running bikers who are mildly anarchistic and all are also sons. <laughs> it's all doable. Yeah. It's all doable. So yeah, definitely go check this out. Not very many days left on that one, but it mm. is well funded, yeah. as you can see. Both yeah. funded. Two days left for Seven TV, and two weeks left for Clank Two. Mm -hmm. uh, that wraps us up for another week. I hope you go on to enjoy the rest of your weekend. Yeah, I'm going to bake slowly because apparently the sun has arrived here in Ireland and it's killing me. <laughs> it's uh, time to burn. Yeah, we will be back next Friday for more of the same or you can join us over on tabletop.com for our Sunday morning XLBS show where our Cult of Games members have to listen to Warren by law. You can join <laughs> us for a 30-day trial 
and it can be a trial. Uh, otherwise, we'll see you next week. Have a great week of gaming. Bye-bye. Go ahead and check out our other content on screen now. And while you're at it, why not hit subscribe and remember to ding our dong. Go on, you know you want to click it. Go on.